And welcome everybody to episode 12 of what was formerly known as Unleash the Craigle. This is the first episode of Conversations with Craigle. If you listen to the previous episode, you'll know why I changed the name. It's just much more fitting that this is Conversations with me, not so much Unleashing me. So this episode is actually part two, and it was done, uh, for those who have been following the podcast, probably a month and a half or two months ago, uh, due to some editing issues, some uh, issues with the podcast file, and just life in general with the holidays, it took much longer than it should have, much longer than it uh, will in the future to get published. I actually have learned a lot of things about how I'm doing the podcast differently, having my sound set up a little bit more uniquely to make sure that there aren't kind of cutouts here and there, and also the difference between really loud on one side and really soft on the other. So I apologize again that it's taken so long to get part two of my interview with JT, Justin Thompson, and Erica Thompson. I'm excited to bring this to you in this new year because the energy that we had in the first episode carried over. If you haven't listened to that or previous episodes, go ahead and head back to the webpage, back out of this, and go back and listen to that. There will be some context to some of our conversations in this episode, part two, and it'll also give you a chance to kind of get to know more about JT and Erica. So again, without further ado, first episode of Conversations with Craigle, and I look forward to sharing this great info with you. Enjoy, everyone. So what challenges have you faced? You can pick, I'll give you two challenges mm -hmm. each before you're married, and then your two challenges that you have faced as a married couple. Mm -hmm. Two challenges personally. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. And they don't have to be, you know, just whether it's time or whatever you want to choose with that. And you can go as deep or not deep as you want. This isn't a therapy session. It's just kind of the draw out for you. Or you can pick one. Pick one. One challenge that you've overcome or faced or... Um, <laughs> I have one, but I'm like hesitant to share it. You do it. Share it, and then we'll cut it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm somebody who has a very like obsessive and addictive personality, and mm. in college, in high school, even I struggled with addiction and like mm. to you know I took Adderall for years. I was diagnosed with ADHD, mm. and it's you know my anxiety got so high it led to being prescribed you know, Xanax, and then you're mm. stuck on this tear-totter mm. of a drug use, and you feel like, you know, at certain points, you're like, I can't tie my shoes unless I've taken my medication, yeah, yeah. but yeah, then yeah. I'm so amped up, I can't, it, it, like, I can't talk to people unless I've taken my Xanax, you know, and it just, it was a long, a long struggle for me through college mm. of, on that teeter-totter, and well, we did one, I mean, cause I haven't taken either. I, people have always said with my ADHD, I should have. But I, I, the reason I didn't was because everybody I talked to said they were on a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I thought, okay, 
whatever whatever annoyances I do to people, I'll probably the problem is I'll I'll either not be who I am and I'll sit in a corner drooling, mm-hmm. or I'll be even more annoyed. So yeah. at least the, the the enemy you know, <laughs> yeah. And I tell people up front you know, the way I, I am. mean it's difficult because yeah. it's but, you know you have a doctor telling you yeah. there's something wrong with yeah. you and you need to fix it by taking this. Yeah. And and to to trust yourself enough to know like no this is does not feel right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I need to stop. Yeah. And I really didn't stop until I met Erica and mm. she kind of you know helped me and she said you know. You're gonna have to choose yeah. <laughs> between me or or yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and I that was an easy choice. Yeah, and I'm so glad I made. So you've been you 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 don't take any of the medication. No, and you know I mean you're you're hesitant, but those are the stories. Not that I'm trying to draw out in that, but that's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's life. Yeah. that's the reality of the challenges we face. And in in some ways, I think probably, and I'm not trying to push CrossFit per se. But CrossFit probably helps with it helps me your, so much your addiction yeah. and and a lot of that that uh, an anxiousness the anxiety gets absolutely yeah. yes yeah yeah I mean yeah. I, and just you know to give back to you you know I ADHD is in my family and I have brothers who um, and not to speak for them but I chose not to take medication because I didn't want it wearing me out everybody mm-hmm. I talked to said oh it makes you just sit there crying or you know, and I don't want to operate that way. I have a very high functioning mind, and yeah. I know how to operate with that. I just have to learn, and I've learned over time, mm-hmm. drink more coffee because it chills me out. Yes. So when people see me drinking a lot of coffee, no, it's a, it, for me, coffee is a sedative. Mm-hmm. Tea is what you have to look out for. If I'm drinking tea, it means I need the jump. Yes. And so, I think but I think that, that, that and I have, we have addiction in my family, um, uncles, aunts, mm-hmm. etc. Nothing fortunately, but same thing, I, you know, the number of times I should have been dead as a 17, 18, 19 year old until I went in the military, um, frankly, and it wasn't because of anything in family, it was from the time I left house, until I went in the military at 22, I was on a road, a bad road, and it's a story I've told in some places, but yeah. Addiction is one of those things, that, but it's mm-hmm. it's reality of life. It's mm-hmm. so common it now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you talk yeah. to any West or college student, it's yeah. they either know somebody or they themselves. And like seventy percent of them are on Adderall. I remember yeah. all my buddies in college would be like, "Oh yeah, we have a test tomorrow," and they would pop an Adderall at eight p.m. and they would lock yeah. themselves up in a computer room and they would pull an all nighter and they would yeah. study and have these elaborate notes and then they yeah. would wake up, take their tests, and then I wouldn't see them for four days. Yeah, and they yeah. probably performed worse. Honestly, yeah. because they're so, yeah. you know. Right, right. And, and, yeah. and I have a brother who's a surgeon, a doctor, and, you know, uh, the, the prescription drugs and even the, the non-prescription. Whenever we think addiction, we think alcohol or mm-hmm. hard drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the prescription drugs that are... They're coming from doctors. The, the biggest issue yeah. with yeah. it. So, well, I'm thankful that you shared it because, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're healthy. And mm-hmm. yet, you look, to, you know, look back, and I, again, I was thinking last night talking to Kaylee, we're talking about Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life, you know, yeah. the movie. The angel, and, yeah. and you think about if you didn't have a Clarence, so in some ways Erica could be your Clarence to say, hey, you need to make this change. <laughs> yes. What would it be? What would it be like without that? Yeah. I thank you for sharing just because it's so common. And if you're hearing it, yeah, if you're struggling with this, Find a local CrossFit gym and get into it. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely I, say, yeah. I think, I think, honestly, your body, like, can adapt to those withdrawal symptoms and, mm-hmm. yeah. and curb them 
if you're going through that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you can learn how to use physical activity as an outlet, like if you can learn how to, and you've gotten so good at this, of like just acknowledging like, wow, like I have a lot of like anxious energy or a lot of pent up energy and then being like, I need to go for a walk. Mm. Or like ahead of time knowing like I have a big day, I'm really anxious about it, I'm going to make the effort to get up early and I'm going to go for a run because it's going to bring you back down. If you can learn how to be like okay i feel this way or i need to focus really hard on this and being like okay how can i use physical activity and Mm -hmm. like crossfit's awesome because you also get the like the social side of it too but even if like that's not your cup of tea and you just want to go for a run or you go to whatever whatever you do if you just learn how to like recognize that energy and then use physical activity to regulate to regulate it instead of being like oh i feel this way i'm gonna pop a pill right and it's like if you can just learn how to flip that switch you're doing the same thing but in a much healthier way i mean you're you're allowing your body to do the thing Mm -hmm. it was built to do yeah versus us trying to do you know bolt on extra Mm -hmm. do extras that it doesn't yeah yeah it definitely um okay so he he went. Do you have anything? If you don't want to share, our biggest it? challenge before I think we just, I think we both just had like, I don't want to say trauma, but like wounds in our past mm. that really collided hard mm. when we first started dating. I think right around like a year and a half mm. of dating, I think we were pretty darn close to throwing in the towel. But I think we both were just like, I really love you, and I. I don't want to call this quits. Like I want to work through it. So we went to counseling for, we did a couples counseling for like a year. And I think that that was, that was really hard. Like it was really tough to be like, here's me and here's all my wounds. Like I'm pulling off all my band-aids and just like showing you them. And like, he's doing the same. And then our therapist described it as like, when you guys fight, you're literally just rubbing them together. And she's like, you're just hurting each other. Like so deeply. And I think that was just like, that which was is a, really which hard. Which is a good shout out because I'm a big advocate of, you know, not, you got to look for a good counselor. Yeah. It's like a good doctor. It's like mm-hmm. a good fitness coach. It's like a yep. good CrossFit coach. So you have hard. really horrible ones. Yes. But if you have a good counselor, it's so necessary mm-hmm. because if you, if you walk into it and you don't get those wounds taken mm-hmm. care of, they'll come out. And oh, I'm yeah. And I'm a big advocate that. Your wounds, even as a child, will come mm-hmm. out and they'll manifest yes. themselves at bad times mm-hmm. or at times where you have, you know, I mean, just full disclosure, as, as vulnerable as you are, yeah. five kids mm-hmm. making a great living, fearful you're going to lose your job because you won't be able to support your family. Mm-hmm. And then you go through a divorce at 36 and bam, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and yet a lot of it was wounds as a kid mm-hmm. that when I went to counseling, it was the best thing in the world because... I finally got to deal with stuff, yeah. you know, 16 years old that I held on to for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big advocate. Again, we're getting some really good stuff here. And I appreciate you guys sharing because yeah. I think it's yeah. so valuable, especially early on. If you've never, so shout out, if you've never been to counseling, do it, schedule it, <laughs> make it a regular do habit. It. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good for you, regardless yeah. of how long you've been married or mm-hmm. if you're dating yeah. or whatever, because uh, everybody's afraid of showing themselves, but you're going to, mm-hmm. especially if in one married. way or another. If you get married, you, it'll come out. You yeah. might as well just deal with it and work mm-hmm. through that. So deal with it before you get married. Cool. And like, well, no. we covered that, so we we only I know we have a little bit of time, and yeah. I, we should pick up a little bit. But we're good. On we, time. We, we, don't we got, worry about time. We're yeah. good. We're good. But I don't want to do it all because I could talk to you guys all day. <laughs> well, I'm really enjoying so this. Yeah. I don't. So so the thing I want to shift to for a second is. 
going back real quick to so I love it. You were on the I Love It Games team. Yes. In yeah. 2021. 2021. Mm-hmm. 2021. And that was with Mitch, which we've talked about with Jason. Uh, people know Mitch Stevenson um, from that podcast. And you were on with Mitch, his wife Carrie. Yeah. And they weren't married. They yeah. were engaged at the time. They were engaged. Yeah. They were going to be getting married because that's going to be right. when, they, when I get them on the podcast, we'll have a talk about that. Um, and Carissa. Carissa Stapp, who mm-hmm. we had on the uh, first. She was my uh, compensated podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I only compensated her a bag of Crego coffee. Mm-hmm. But, um, so you got on there, but you, were, you weren't really supposed to be on the team originally, were you? No, or, no. There, there, can you take me back for a second? Talk about <laughs> uh, that. I kind of had thrown in the towel with trying to compete. And, you know, that was at a time when CrossFit was going through all these changes of, like, mm-hmm. you know, they had the sanctionals. Mm-hmm. And everybody was kind of just, like, didn't know what to do. And it was it was a big investment to compete. Mm-hmm. And then they brought back quarterfinals and Mitch and – and, uh, and uh, I did the open. I didn't really train hard up until that point, but mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I had a great open, and I really was able to dig deep for it. And yeah. then I decided I would take on quarterfinals too, and that went really well. I was yeah. close to a qualifying spot as right. semifinal, and and then I think that was the point where Mitch and Carrie and Carissa came to me and said, "Hey, do you want to?" Do this because at that point, I mean, Mitch, you know, Mitch had it always been talked about, you know, he'd be a great team member, mm-hmm. very fit, oh, yeah, always right at the edge of qualifying. He's so you know, calm, four and, points, yeah, five points, three points, one place out, you know, when he's qualified. But, um, and I didn't understand exactly what precipitated them, maybe it was because Carrie and he were going to do it, but yeah, so it came up and they came to you and said, you know, be part of this team. And yeah, and I was. You like, guys got yeah. That was like right about the time. So you basically when it came time for doing because didn't you guys do quarterfinals and then there was team, team quarterfinals, team quarterfinals with it and and I think you had to choose right or Mitch yes. would have to choose so semis. Mitch, or, Carrie, and Carissa all qualified for semifinals individual. individually. Yeah, and and then they decided they wanted to do team and go with me and I was like, wow, I'm so honored, like. <laughs> You guys would forego your individual okay, spot. But, but now that we've talked a little bit about how anxious were you when they would ask you? Were you anxious at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I felt good, but I was also like, holy crap, I need to get get together here and like <laughs> get my butt to the gym regularly. It's like me with a, a, a partner workout. I don't want to be the weak link, right? Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's got to be, inti- I would say, intimidating because Mitch is like a oh, he's a heavy hitter they you know, all are yeah. but uh, right and yet the nicest like i think that's the dynamic between you two especially in carissa like i would say it has to be the has to be hall of fame nicest team if you knew the people <laughs> i think like, that's what like, made us good was that like there was never Nobody we, ever got angry. We trusted each other, and we yeah. would love each other no matter the outcome. Mm-hmm. We knew the other people were doing their best. Yeah. And and that, you know, kind of freed us up to not be afraid 
Yeah. You know, and not feel stressed or anxious about it. It was honestly just fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was kind of interesting. I remember coming to the gym on Saturdays and watching you guys experience the worm for the first time together <laughs> and try to figure that out. Well, our and, worm was and, different than, than the normal worm. The normal worm and the, and the contraption of the, um, what, what was it? The um, Big Bob. Big, Big Bob, Bob, yeah. That was, you know, the Kaylee, you mm-hmm. know, the and yolk. they put the together yolk. the yeah. yolk and... Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but what a, you know, because you think back that you took this team that normally teams are have years together, prep yeah. together, yeah. Mm-hmm. trained together, and you've trained together, but you trained at maybe different classes, different mm-hmm. times. Yeah. You never did team events together. Yeah. Right? I mean, you never, I don't, until then, Mitch and Carrie had never competed in an event as a team. Yeah. Or any of you, and to, to not throw together, but to put together this team, this group and then, you did really well because you guys uh, did uh, uh, the qualifiers were virtual, right? Yes. The, the, the quarterfinals for virtual. And then semis was you guys went to we went to Grand Grand Games, Games, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you did you placed what? We tenth. Tenth. Oh, third. Third. Grand Games. Yeah. And qualified because they took five. We mm-hmm. technically took second because the third the. Second place, Second place team popped. got popped. Oh, yes. right, right. But then you went to the games and you got all the free gear and all the stuff. Oh, Do you yeah. still have any of it? Oh, yeah. That's like half of my right wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you went and you got to go and it was in Madison. Yes. Right? Yeah. And what's the first thing that strikes you that you remember like, uh, about it? about the games in general yeah. or maybe the first impression when you got there and you were there what, what was the first thing you came into mind was it that wide-eyed uh, kind of oh my yeah, gosh it was, i mean it's a huge production and mm. it was cool to see you know the other athletes and people you look up to and yeah it was just and you guys had uh, a you had a tough if first I remember, day the first day was oh really tough, tough first day like <laughs> Like, it was very difficult. And I think we to, were in, like, 30th 30, place? Like, 32nd. Yeah. And to, yeah. Dr- to grind your way all the way back to finishing 10th in the world yeah. as a team. And when you see all the teams that are ahead and have been together for years yeah. and that, it was really impressive. So, yeah. whenever I look at the banners and that, I always think of that. I think of, you know, Mitch's journey as I followed it, having done media at various regionals and such. But, yeah, what an experience that you can... Take yeah. away from oh, that. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so now, I, and I do, I, I do want to be respectful of time. I really should guys say that, but it's two o three, and you've got to go do stuff. So I'm going to give myself one lead in, and then we're going to pick this up. At some point, you can earn another bag or two of coffee. Sweet. No, no, right? no, no, we, no, can, no. we can keep going. Please okay. don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, we're good. Please, don't, please, worry yeah, okay, please cool. don't worry about it at all. So, like, let's so just next keep I want to talk about your racing. So you got into, so now you, you've done the games, and it's like you've broken world records with powerlifting. It's like you're a renaissance couple. <laughs> Next, you're going to be selling friend. pottery. <laughs> you'll be doing stained glass windows together. And it's like you're a Renaissance couple. Yeah. So, yeah. so you got into, and not you, but one of the two of you got into like ultra, ultra. racing or. Yep. And, and who was that? Me. Okay. So, Erica yeah. got in. And when did you, I mean, did you grow up a runner? 
I ran track and I just loved running. It's like why I wanted to play soccer is because I got to run around all the time. And then I loved track. Um, I've done seven half marathons and one full marathon. Shout out to my sister for just signing me up and not saying anything. Just being like, hey, we're doing this thing. Um, But I remember training for a marathon and we trained for four months. We ran like 500 miles. And it was just, it was really cool. It was the first thing that I can really remember. Like, really remember being like, I want to do this thing. And I know how much work it's going to take, like sitting there and having the whole training plan in front of me and being like, Oh my gosh, like that's 450 miles. Like, okay. And knowing how much work it was going to take. And then I did it and I put all the work into it. And then I ran the race and it was awesome. And I loved it. And I remember feeling that like, wow, I trained so hard for something for four months. And then I did it and I, was decently good at it and i was like that feeling felt so freaking cool and i was Mm. like that's great and just like i'm a very recreational crossfitter like and like like growing up being an athlete it's like that part of me is still there i still want something that i can feel like okay i can work really hard at and then i can get a lot of satisfaction out Mm. and like the way that the sport of crossfit has grown it's just Mm. if you're a recreational crossfitter it's you like you get a stab at quarterfinals, right? Yeah, and like your local comps a, you're, you're and stuff. You're saying you're a recreational, but you call you qualified for quarterfinals. All the, yeah, through the years, yeah, two years. So, so to yes. me, you're not a recreational. <laughs> you maybe are not a competitive, yeah, core, but I'm a recreational because I haven't qualified for age group or any of that. So. For, yeah, I mean, you yeah. you downplay that, but you are a really great CrossFitter. Well, you're just not at the yeah, just not at that level, and, and you that's know, okay, that's part of that. Just comes down to that's just, just the your, growth your of the journey. sport. Yeah, yeah. Your journey. Yep. But, and so I just I felt I felt like I just wanted that sense of that again, of like yeah. working hard towards something and then yeah. feeling like it really paid off. And, and I thought, I, I, and every time I hear that, I think to myself, it would never occur to me to choose running to do that. But that's just me. I'm, you know, not, I don't say I'm not built to be a runner. I'm learning, I've learned to enjoy at the gym here mm-hmm. running. Yeah. I will still fuss openly because <laughs> it just gets a reaction out yeah. of the coaches. Yep. But I enjoy it. It's yeah. good for me. It's, you know, so mm-hmm. you did your first marathon or your marathon. When were you, how old were you? When were I you? was, was eight. Uh, no, I wasn't 18. How old was I? When your sister signed you up. Yes. I had 19. I was 19 okay. years old. Okay. Yep. So you're 19. And mm-hmm. then you ran, but you didn't yeah. run. You didn't run like you weren't scheduling races no. and that. So then you 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 found running on the road is great. But then you got into this trail ultra running. running or trail running. Mm-hmm. What was your, you just did your first one earlier in the year. Yeah. So I ran my first 50K um, last March, I did the Chuck and up 50 K here in Bellingham and that's mm. the first ultra distance. So it's 32.1 miles. So okay. you're going just about five miles past a marathon different and distance through, through the hills, through the Chuck and there was 5,000 feet of elevation gain. And how um, did that go? Not great. <laughs> I finished it, I which mean, was, story, which was awesome. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I've, I heard from a lot of people, they're like, Oh, your goal for your first ultra should be to finish. And yeah. my coach and I had kind of like worked and, yeah. and done like, it's right in our backyard. So I trained a lot on those trails and we were piecing together all my like 
training runs and the time and he was like i think it should take you this long and then i was like 90 minutes over that so not an awesome experience but i finished it and that was great that was really what an experience because if you had smashed it you would have thought, oh, this is a no big deal. Yeah. The fact that you you got a, went through a lot I just of remember, adversity. I remember a couple things from that 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 uh, the story from it. Mm-hmm. One, you cried. I cried so hard. A lot. Yeah. And two, you were welcomed at the finish line mm-hmm. by by friends' coaches. Yes. So yes, JT, they all surprised me. JT, Mitch, Carrie, Carrie Gabby, Carissa, my. Krista wasn't... Wasn't she there? Krista wasn't here. She was in Montana. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, Gabby so it was Mitch, and... Carrie, Gabby, um, JT, and then my mom, my oldest sister, my yeah. two nieces came up. Yeah. And and there's great... I, I, I have to see if maybe with their permission I'll put it on the mm-hmm. uh, show notes, but there is this picture of her coming in and yeah, it's like more tears. But, yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, but in some ways I think those experiences though, because you set goals and you realize, you know what? I didn't meet it, but that didn't stop you and go, I'm done with running. Yeah. You just, you learned from it. Mm -hmm. You grew from it. And I think, you know, uh, again, another one I want to have is Art Mendoza. Yeah. Because you learned from him because of his, you know, doing 200, 200 miles Mm -hmm. and and having to step out. And those kind of uh, learning experiences Mm -hmm. from people of, Failure is just mm-hmm. a learning experience of how to do it differently the next time. Yeah. And so you, you learned from that and you signed up again. Yep. And you brought a buddy. I did. <laughs> yep. And then and, and then was, JT came and ran the Bigfoot 40. Bigfoot 40. And you, so you did that in March, the, the first one, the Chuck mm-hmm. and that. And then the Bigfoot was? August. Okay. And yep. you, so how soon after the Chuck and that did you sign up? Had you already been signed up for Bigfoot? I think we already signed up. You were signed up. Yeah. Together or? Yep. Okay. Yep. We were signed and, up together. Yeah. I think I started training two weeks after Chuck and Utter started running yeah. again. I think I took 10 days off. And and then you got on the plan shortly after yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's and, cool. The, I think yeah. like the biggest thing with ultras is you have to look at every race as a learning experience. And that's yeah. like just through all the YouTubing and watching, you know, yeah. like the greatest people do it. Like Courtney DeWalter and Sally McRae and um the guys like there's a guy like zach bitter like listening to their interviews and they talk about they're like oh yeah i dnf'd my first six ultras Mm. they didn't finish them yeah they gave up yeah and then it's and now it's like they're the greatest in the world right and they were like oh i learned this from this one i learned this from this one i learned this from this one and then it led them on and that's like that's all i'm hoping to do is run these shorter ultra distances (laughs) to then be as well prepared as I can to run a hundred miler. Yeah, yeah. Be as well prepared for us to run a hundred miler. <laughs> well done. For us to run a hundred. He thinks he's not going to run a hundred miler with me, but he is. <laughs> well, it, what, it, what it also strikes me when I see the pictures, I actually looked uh, uh, before I came to do the interview, mm-hmm. and I was looking at y'all's pictures, your Instagram, mm-hmm. and the pictures of you together. Mm-hmm. And that's what strikes me with it. It's going to be suffering. It's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. But you you have it you can do it together and I think yeah. that would be doing this alone, which is so impressive. But I mean, Art, for example, so has a, people that are going with him, but there and are times brewing and pacing by, him is... by you know maybe by himself at points, oh, yeah. Yeah. and that's a mental game. Yeah, and if you have somebody that you're together with, whom you know won't leave you behind. Yeah, right. 
Uh, right, JT? Yeah. Right. She won't, Erica yeah. won't leave me behind. <laughs> he won't leave me behind. Bigfoot was... Unless Bigfoot I get was, grumpy, then yeah. she'll leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I but think Bigfoot that's what's so impressive was the fact that you guys did that. And you guys, what I noticed, too, in CrossFit, your running has gotten some good. Yeah. Like it's watching guys from sure. running events. a lot better, yeah. They're always leading the pack. There's always, <laughs> unless Marcus uh, is around... JT's yes. always ahead, always yeah. leading. And you guys look so comfortable and in that. And so it's led to that part of that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's very cool. What yeah. a what an accomplishment uh, can't even say accomplishment for you guys to do. Yeah. So your yeah. next race is Bellingham choking up fifty K. In we'll, March. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we'll run the fifty K again. Okay. We kinda our our plan is to kind of run that one separately. Because okay. it is so it's so close to home. We know all the trails and yeah. the, um, so in ultras you have the aid stations and yeah. that's a big factor you have to take into place. And the aid stations in Chuckanut are very close together. Okay. So the farthest stretch you ever have without any aid is six and a half miles. Okay. So the longest you'd ever have to go without any aid is like an hour, an yeah. hour to an hour and a half, depending yeah. on if you're in the trails or not. Yeah. So it's like so this, you guys are going to just run the race and whoever leads leads. And yeah, like we're kind of just, just like can't. I think that one will kind of be like if you're feeling really good and like you can take off and like if I'm not I'll hang back and we'll just kind yeah. of. Yeah. Have I predict a, that I'll take off at the beginning <laughs> and then at the end and the last like five miles she's just going <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't but, know how yeah. everybody says you you know when it comes to, for me personally and anything I don't know how to pace. Somebody goes pace. Like, act like you're going really slow. And I'm like, even when I go fast, I feel like I'm going slow. <laughs> and so I have no concept when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I, yeah. It takes so a lot cool. of, it took us a that's lot of miles cool. to like figure yeah. it out of being like, okay, this is your easy pace. These are your tempo yeah. runs. And then you get into trails and, and it's it, like climbing Part of, part of it also is, I would imagine, because you did aerobic capacity training. Did you do mm-hmm. it also? I haven't done here? the cert for it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But you, you guys got some training on yes. that. And so sort of that mindset mm-hmm. and, and listening to people. Yeah. has really helped that. That's yeah. so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And That's just listening awesome. to people in the ultra community, like, yeah. is just, it. it's so impressive, like, what these people. It's insane. It's insane. And they talk about, they're like, oh, yeah, I was, like, hallucinating, and I was blacking uh-huh. out, and all of a sudden I'd, like, come to, and I'd be standing, like, shaking a branch like it was someone's hand. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in a race right now. And it's, like. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's so yeah. cool what people overcome and yeah in in such a it's such an incubator of feelings and emotions well, think, and overcoming I, things. I, I think for you, you never imagined you'd be running thirty <laughs> miles, fifteen and a half hours. Not. Yeah, it never occurred to you if you told the powerlifter JT back <laughs> in the day, growing up, like, not a chance. The seventeen-year-old JT, <laughs> one day you'll do a thirty-mile race. You're gonna yes. run an ultra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No way. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, let's, you know, let's wind down here for a second Mm -hmm. and talk uh, briefly about um, coming, kind of come back to for a second for CrossFit because we are in CrossFit. I love it. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of brought us together Mm -hmm. and such. If you, because I, there's a lot of talk about how do you, help people get into the gym how do you mm-hmm. get people how do you grow crossfit and mm-hmm. yeah, I just came in a conversation with matt before we did the podcast so you you hit the button you go in the elevator individually and you walk in and you have somebody in that elevator for 30 seconds 
convince or sell CrossFit to that person in the in the two or three floors you're going to ride <laughs> up with them? Why CrossFit? Oh, Think man. for a second and and yeah, just you just got you get thirty seconds to sell them on the idea of CrossFit, whether it's what it's done for you, what you've seen it do for others. And I'm not going to give it a lot of time because you normally get on an elevator and boom. So three, two, one, one of you, go. It's equally as much about the community as it is about yourself. You will grow so much as an individual, physically, mentally, emotionally, but you will also gain a whole new pool of friends Mm. that you would never otherwise meet. And all of those people are here with the same goal as you to better their lives. And they're doing it through CrossFit, and that's really cool. So... That would be. I found this in the back. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, See ya. Bye. See you later. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're I dead. Would, I would say it's equally the community, but individual, because there are the people that they're so drawn to the individual aspect of working out. And they're like, I just want to go to the gym, put my headphones on, do my thing. It's for me. It's like I'm doing this for me, and it's like, but you could also still do this for you, yeah. but with friends and with people and you are also coming into a place with very knowledgeable coaches where you do not get that everywhere yeah and i gave you 60 seconds you did. because I, 30 seconds <laughs> is too little so we went 10 floors yes so, so you get, <laughs> so you get 10 seconds. floors <laughs> go uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna butcher this i just just go for it uh i would tell them like i don't know it's just good for you to move your body and this is the best place to do it and you get this amazing community and you know all my best friends and closest people in my life are aside from family are from crossfit and Mm -hmm. and it's just helped my health and well-being enormously and and i would i don't know it's just (laughs) there's no reason not to yeah there's no reason not to try it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, in fairness, I'll, I'll, because I put you guys on the spot, I'll do it too. Um, so if I were selling people what I've sold people, I, uh, for me personally, I didn't know anything about CrossFit. When I came into the gym here, I had high blood pressure, high triglycerides. My glucose numbers were through the roof. Um, my doctor was going to put me on statins. And I, he said, we'll wait. And I said, okay, well, I'm starting this CrossFit thing. And he says, okay, let's revisit that in six months. Well, I waited and missed my appointment at six months and went back a year later after doing a year of CrossFit here and every number was normal. Wow. Every number. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's saved my life because the path I was on, I, I'd be on statins, I'd be in a bad way. Who knows? Might not be alive, frankly, yeah. uh, in 10 years. And, and so for me, is a, a, a CrossFit is community. But it also selfishly is being able to play and move around with my grandkids that are mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. And yeah. move around with my children and, and have a life, whatever that looks like, at the best possible it can be at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus just kind of waiting to, to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Absolutely. And so yeah. for me, that's what it is. And I don't care if you're 12 or, or like Baker in here at like seven <laughs> yeah. or you're 77. The journey starts today because you your life is going to better be a better quality wherever you are at at that moment. Mm-hmm. It will just get nothing but better. 
So, yeah, that's very cool. Well, we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we that's ran an cool. ultra race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's so much. I, there's so much more. I, I mean, I looked at my my questions here. We just kind of let it flow, but definitely we'll have definitely have to revisit because yeah. I know there's a lot more to cover. Sure. And yeah. a lot more to do uh, as far as stuff. And um, I'm so thankful you guys, as vulnerable as times we had, a ch chance to chat, get to know you um, more. I understand about you guys, and I've known you for a while. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your yeah, day. We and appreciate you. you and I yeah. think this is so cool. Yeah. So, so that's it, everybody. Um, I will break this into two parts. You'll hear one of the parts, and then you'll hear another part, and <laughs> it'll be great. Um, be sure to subscribe, follow, share with your friends if you'd like. I'd love for you to do that. Um, we'll have others on. We're definitely going to follow up based on maybe closer to races and that that they do. Um, you can definitely follow us uh, on Instagram. I'm going to put a lot of links, you know, links to their pictures, their Instagrams, JT Fine Art. If you have a commissioned painting you want, even if you're not in the area. Prints available. Prints available. I'll put the links to uh, his Instagram also so that you can go uh, grab that. Great gifts. Great gifts for the upcoming holiday. Um, I have my painting hanging up in my house. But like I said, uh, for $16,000 now, because at the end of the <laughs> podcast and you know more about the artist, uh, you can buy that original first painting. So thank you again, every, uh, both of you, JT and Erica. Um, congratulations on your short marriage and many <laughs> years together of ultra running. Yes. All right. Thank you, care, And we'll talk to you later. And there you have it. Part two of our two-part interview with Justin Thompson and Erica Thompson. I hope you really enjoyed it. I had a great time talking with them. There is so much that we could have covered and will need to cover in a future episode with them. But again, they're preparing for a race that's coming up probably in the next month. And so we're here in uh, mid-February. Uh, the episode was actually taped back in, I believe it was December time frame. So again, I apologize for the delays, but hopefully you enjoyed that conversation with them and uh, learned a little bit more about them that you might not have known. Again, like I've said the podcast is now known as Conversations with Craigel, and we'll be doing some more individual episodes, not just interviews, but individual episodes that I'll be talking and publishing about a variety of things. One of the things I did start this year, and maybe it's something you could consider if you haven't already started a New Year, New Year not so much resolution, but a New Year plan, is I am reading one book a month and listening to two audiobooks a month. And so I'm into month two. I've already listened to The Power of One More by Ed Millett. I'm in the middle of reading Chop Wood, Carry Water. I'm also listening to Pound the Stone by the same author. And I'm getting ready after I get done reading. I'm picking up another book. So what I have is, and I'll have some fiction and some other books, but I really wanted to make them the goal of reading and listening 
because I think that it will edify me. It'll help me in my own journey. And I can share with some of you some insights that have helped me from these various books that I've read. So that's my challenge. If you haven't started something, go ahead and start something. It doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be big. It could be read for 15 minutes. But I think that it would be really valuable to journal for 10 minutes or 15 minutes a day, to read for 15 minutes a day, and also, if, you have, if you're married or have a, a girlfriend or boyfriend, to at least talk a 15 minutes a day with one another. And by talk, I don't mean what's your schedule look like, what's going on, or a fight, but just simply communicating how each other, how each other is, what's going on, in, in, you know, what they're feeling, you know, just as a way of engaging. Sometimes we can go through the motions of communication and we sometimes forget what it was like to have been courting or, or dating where we were very interested in things, where we were very tuned in. And as time goes on, we just sort of allow that to kind of dissipate away. Some of that can be as you get older, as you have been around one another, you don't need to have a lot of conversations or whatever, but you still want to be connected with one another. And communication, talking with one another is a form of that connection. So uh, maybe you do that, maybe you do a, a book or, or something else, but, but choose one thing that you can begin. And if it's something you're not good at, great. Start in. And as the power of one, uh, or the power of one war, actually, is a proper title, it's not about starting on something. It's about doing it one more time and then doing it one more time. And maybe you fail. Maybe you struggle. But that power of redoing or doing just that one more thing, that one more uh, repetition, that one more attempt at a problem or whatever that would be one more phone call if you're in sales or needing to contact people there's great power in that and also you'll find that there will be success when there's been failure previously when you did it just one more time so i encourage you with that uh there's the crossfit open for those that are in crossfit that's coming up here in a few weeks i've signed up for my 11th open of the 12 years that I've been involved in the uh, sport of CrossFit. And so we'll see what this year looks like. Uh, I've put myself back pretty much for the last year in CrossFit classes, learning, you know, kipping, kipping pull-ups, really butterfly pull-ups, got stronger with the weightlifting. There's certain movements that I still will have some struggles with. Wall walks are not my, my forte, but I've gotten much better and I'm encouraged to make the full effort uh, in the midst of that. So if you're in CrossFit, consider signing up for the Open, get in there. Even if you don't think you'll do well, you'll be surprised how well you do after you've signed up. The theme for our gym, and there are various themes out there, but the theme for our gym was by Dana Stuth, uh, and it is Do Hard Work. And I'll have another episode talking about this, but in essence, Do Hard Work means challenge yourself means if there's something you struggle at or don't do something well or, or do something well 
continue to challenge yourself to do one more repetition on that thing, to do those difficult things, difficult tasks, because you'll be better for it, better disciplined, better strength, better confidence, knowing that you can do that hard work. So really excited about the upcoming Open and so forth. Other than that, really nothing else going on. I will let you go. I'm excited that the next interview, we have special guests, Matt and Kaylee Lovelady, who are the owners of the gym I attend, CrossFit I Love It. And I'm excited to share that interview with you in the coming weeks. So take care. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Do one more in your life, whatever that looks like. Do one more tour, do one more task, do one more repetition, whatever it is you need to challenge yourself with, do one more. All right, all, take care. I'm glad you've been with us. If you haven't already, like the video or the audio podcast, and also like and subscribe. And if you would be so willing, share it with your friends. As we continue to grow, we'd love to share our message and interviews with as many people as we can. Take care. Talk to you soon.